Welcome to the Knicks Bade Podcast, home of the recap of the night, sponsored by nobody, Three Knicks Addicts, Dougie Fresh, what's good? Come on and get out and everybody down with the game jam. Space Jam, Alfred, that's what happens when you don't cast Alfred Payton and fucking Space Jam, karma's a bitch. He do look like a monster. Uh, D-Boy, what's happening? Fuck Alfred Payton. There is nothing more vindicating than an Alfred Payton miss and nothing more infuriating than when you see that ball goes in. I don't know about y'all, but that motherfucker makes me sick. It gives me hope when a guy who can only make a layup, that's his only basketball skill, has a huge game. That was a Tibbs performance art piece that will be watched later over and over by Tibbs in his underwear. Speaking of weird and sadness, it's me, Monty. Final score, New York Knicks 111, Minneapolis Lakers 96 because that wasn't the LA ones. Walt suit, layer cake. There's levels to a W and the Knicks got one when they should have, which is like having your cake and eating it too. Ha 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 ha. Quick hits. Quick hits. The Knickerbockers are 15-0 this year when leading at home after three quarters. Let's give them some awards. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the best uninjured offensive player in the garden tonight, Julius Randall. Despite his recent shooting woes, Randall put up 34 points on 13 of 23 shooting, along with 10 rebounds, leading the Knicks to victory against the team that drafted. The Maurice Endor tank-busting performance goes to Alfred Payton, who enjoyed his sixth 20-point game of the year while convincing us all that the apocalypse is upon us. The Dikembe Mutombo finger-wag salute goes to the Nerlin Wall, who swatted another two shots tonight, making for 18 in his last six games. The gutsy Jeff Van Gundy golden goblet goes to the Knicks' blue-collar defensive approach that amounted to 14 steals and 9 blocks, dominating the game despite shooting 18% from deep on the other end of the floor. Sip a Diet Coke to you, Jeff. And the sad stat of the game? Frank Nilakina has played 3 minutes since March 25th and only 9 seconds in the past 4 games. My sweet prince. This day in Sad Knicks history, April 12th, 1998, Miami 82, New York 81, Mentor versus Mentee, Home versus Retirement Home, Classic versus Diet Coke. This is literally why there is an instant replay. A game-winning Allen Houston putback was disallowed even though he got the shot off. The Knicks have been getting jobbed by refs since they were shooting on peach baskets. Peyton drives, flips it up, shot's good, and one. Alfred Payton with his third field goal. Schroeder's a good defensive player, but Clyde, you're right, he's limited right now. Payton draws another foul, shot's good, and one. Alfred Payton attacking the The Knicks and Lakers are two of the original NBA teams from the 1946-47 inaugural season. Since then, they could not have been more polar opposites. 
The Lakers are tied with the Celtics for the most championships in league history with 17 and have 10 more final appearances than any other franchise. The purple and gold have had countless of the league's best players in their respective eras. The Knicks have had their share of Hall of Fame players, but no Kobe, no Shaq, no Magic, Kareem, or Wilt. They have been known for their legacy of losing, mismanagement, and failure, the other side to the coin of success in the history of the league. The only places the franchise stacks up with the team formerly from Minneapolis is in the size of its market and the dollars going into the pockets of its owners. So here we are, in the Leon Rose era, with Knicks fans grasping for the idea that this time, it'll be different. The question is, can the Knicks avoid history repeating itself yet again? I'm a big guy on patterns and all of the picture adding up from the little things. Like when we were at the game last night and we had to walk down the escalator. That's a poverty franchise mentality. The Staples Center would never. So until we fix the little screw ups, the little minutia here, the having contentious relationship with the press and some of your former players, unless we fix the big picture, I don't see us making any type of change. Look, the moment that I was standing on 83rd Street in Columbus as a 11-year-old and I watched Larry Johnson hit that four-point play, I was stuck in the basement of Knicks fandom for life. My Stockholm Syndrome goes so deep, you wouldn't even begin to understand. Well, you two both would begin to understand, but you've done a better job managing it than I have. But my point is, the team that we're seeing out there this year is bucking the trend of having one ego that's too giant to contain. Yeah, we all deal with Jim Dolan's bullshit. Yeah, we all have been held hostage by star players and poor mismanagement in the past. But right now, we got a team full of 15 muckrakers just getting in the dirt, getting in the grime. And Tibbs is sending his soldiers out to the front line to put it all on the line for us every single night. And I respect the defense and the culture. There's no star player here right now. There's no load management here right now. We're on the path to something different. To quote the great poet laureate, Walt Clyde Frazier, first it became their Xanadu, then it became their Waterloo. Now the Knicks are back. And as pretty as that sounds, it is more fiction than not. James Dolan is still the great shadow clouding the Knicks' future and preventing whatever greatness could be indubitably into what could have been. Jim Dolan just wants to write checks and play music right now. He needs to wash his hands of the Knicks, let Tibbs do his damn thing. Julius Randle is evolutionizing what it means to be a power forward for the Knicks. He's the new man in town right now. 34 <laughs> points, pure wetness tonight against his former team. We got something going. Please, guys, let me have this. Sure, I will give you all the space you need for your delusions. But the idea that we have figured it out and the special sauces here, you know how the Lakers became the Lakers? Decades of winning. See, the Lakers have decades of infrastructure behind them okay they can sell a product without there actually being a product on the court the knicks on the other hand we're reintroducing black jerseys that have sleep across the top how whack is that you're in new york city one of the coolest cities in the world the fashion capital of america maybe other than la how are you whack those jerseys do look like the fucking 
free jersey you get with your $200 registration for your beer league for your, like, <laughs> Friday night team. Yes. But it's fly. It's fly for that. For that, it would be pretty fly. The Knicks have a lot of work also to become the league's darlings again. You know, the Lakers, the Celtics, there are certain squads that have played themselves into the lexicon of the fabric of this league. And the Knicks need to continue to be competitive. They need to continue to grow. But more than any of that, regardless of what happens on the court, they need to stay out of the goddamn fucking press for fucking up. And so far, we've made it you know, what, five months with just Patrick Ewing speaking out briefly and then the MSG goon squad putting a quick kibosh on that. If the Knicks are able to not fuck up, like fuck up for the next couple of years and become a steady team, then we can talk about growth and culture. Walter, like that. Hits the completely legal coast-to-coast red-eye especial blunt. Lakers, the perp and gold mafia. I've been reading those smokable tea leaves, and I see the Lakers will try to end up with a record that lines them up against the Clippers in the first round. Yeah, a series at Staples Center where the statues of Magic and Kareem, Baylor, West, and Shaq are. It's the one again. Is Rondo a secret Laker double agent on the Clippers to sabotage? Will he get a backhanded ring for that? Yeah, I think so. It's the blunt again. The Lakers are gonna win another chance. Championship, cementing LeBron as Le Goat and technically the greatest Laker of all time. Don't at me or at me. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to hit the blunt again. Via this logic, LeBron will own the Lakers one day. Stay with me. He has stated that he wants to own a team like Mike, and I don't see Dan Gilbert selling to LeBron anytime soon. And the best thing the Bus family could do is sell a controlling interest in the Lakers to LeBron. Le Goats, Le Lakers. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait, and never forget, the Knicks are averaging one championship every 37 years. 